Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Squiggly Career Podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm joined by my co-host Helen. Hello everybody. And together we're the founders of a business called Amazing If. And this podcast is here to help all of us to develop the skills we need to succeed in our increasingly squiggly careers. I've actually had two examples of people text me this week to say, my career has just got squigglier. Uh, (laughs) So I love the fact that people are now like using that phrase and... Do you know what both of those examples really epitomised the squiggly careers in terms of how they make you feel? So both those people were feeling really excited, but also equally a little bit overwhelmed, a tiny bit anxious, but then couldn't kind of wait to get started. So I'm very happy for both of those people. And they're both avid podcast listeners. They were like, we're going to go back and like re-listen to some of them again. And I was thinking, crikey, <laughs> I hope it all made sense at the time. I really I really like it when people identify with um, squiggly career because I feel like it's like we can say to people, it's okay, squiggly careers are a bit scary, but they're also brilliant. Just come along with us and we'll help you. And I feel like when people, yeah. that they kind of find us when they kind of go, oh, I've got a squiggly career and it feels a bit scary. And then they sort of become part of our community and realise that they can actually do good stuff with all that is squiggly so yeah and so thank you to everybody who's been listening to the podcast for all of this year we thought we would finish the year by doing a two-parter on 10 habits for a happy squiggly career in 2019 so the usual around 30 minute format and hopefully over the Christmas period you'll have time to listen to both of them at a time that works for you and it'll get you really kind of set up for a brilliant year ahead So this week we'll share our first five top tips. We're going to share what the tips are and also share some actions to make them really specific and useful for you. And then, you know, maybe even some ideas about things that we're going to do to show that we kind of practice what we preach. And I did read a really interesting article today that I... I'm going to be very honest, I half understand, but it does feel really compelling. And I said this to Helen to like double check that it wasn't really obvious. And I think it's okay. It's not really obvious. But there's a brilliant weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to for free called Farnham Street. And Farnham Street's quite similar to Amazing If, all about helping people to work better. And they talk about, you know, how to make better decisions, how to live your life better. And apparently, if you commit to a habit and if you can get 1% better every day for a year, you end up 37 times better by the time that you're done. Now, my mental arithmetic and general understanding of compound interest, (laughs) which is based, what this is based on, is way too limited to understand why that's 37 times better. If you believe that that's true, I was like, that's probably enough for me, to be honest. (laughs) 
and we'll post the article and a very compelling graph that shows just how much that is. <laughs> Maybe you can educate us. If anyone's listening, instantly gets how you can be 1% better a day and that equates to 37 times better and you can educate us. We are very grateful for your knowledge uh, to, <laughs> to influence us. I was thinking as well, this podcast is brilliant stimulus. If you're a bit of a New Year's resolution junkie and you, you love to make New Year's resolutions, I think this podcast and the next one, so there's a two-parter, will be really great food for thought for kind of New Year careers resolutions that you might want to make. And as well as the 10 tips that we talk about today and actions that you might want to adopt for next year, then there are also, um, I guess, our five most popular podcasts this year that if you've not listened to already, could be, again, really good stimulus for you for next year. I'll reel them off relatively quickly, but you can find all of these if wherever you listen to podcasts just search for Squiggly Careers and you'll be able to find these podcasts. Um, but our kind of most popular ones this year, number one was How to Manage Stress. It almost makes me feel sad that that's the most popular one, make, but I'm makes, glad. It makes me a bit sad as I well. I know, I know, but I'm glad that that is helpful to people. But How to Manage Stress, and we've got also um, one of the actions that we'll talk about relates to that as well, so that should help you. The second one is How to Manage Your Manager. Always fun. <laughs> uh, the third one, um, and that is like, very, very close to Sarah and I's heart, which is about how knowing your values can unlock your your career happiness because values has just been so fundamental to our work Um, number four finding your strengths again we're going to talk about super strengths probably in the part two of this podcast and the last one how to find a job so if any of those actually you know in january it's proper probably like prime <laughs> new job hunting so have a listen to this podcast have a listen to the next one because they're two-parters but also if you want a little bit more inspiration those top five podcasts of the year might also be something that you want to kind of prioritize your your listening habits to so let's kick off with the first of our five habits habit number one is be your own growth mindset manager Now, it's probably no surprise to regular (laughs) listeners that we're starting off with growth mindset. I feel that by now people will be like, look, we've got it. We really understand it's important that you really care about it. Why has not adopted us? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like she should be in touch. But by being your own growth mindset manager, what we really mean is thinking about how are you going to see challenges? How are you going to make sure that you learn as you go next year? But doing that in a really proactive way. I think I can really reflect on my career and there was a point where I suddenly realised that I was always going to be work in progress and I was never going to be done. And I say done a lot now because it's one of the five words that my 18-month-old little boy can actually say, done. (laughs) And so this idea of we'll always be learning, you can always improve, you can always get better, does sound really positive, but I do think it takes a bit of getting your head around because I think... My perspective when I started work was, oh, there'll be a point at where I would be done, that I would have achieved the things that I was looking for, and that's the kind of pinnacle of success. And we've said before that Sean Acker's work, and he's a positive psychologist, proves that actually the happiest people are the people who are happy first, and then they find success, not the other way around. And so I think once you reframe your experiences at work, both the good experiences, the not-so-good experiences in this way... I think it really helps you to navigate your squiggly career in a really positive way and in a way that works for you. Yeah, I think it stops you beating yourself up and kind of thinking, oh, what could I have done differently? What could I have done better? Even though those are very good questions, I think sometimes we... I don't know, we just set ourselves up to such a high bar that we can be quite self-critical. So actually reframing and thinking about how this is going to help me move forward, I think it's just much more positive and it's a bit kinder to yourself as well. 
And so one of the resources that we're going to post with this podcast is there's a really useful infographic which summarises fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And I definitely recommend having a look at that, look at each of the aspects of growth mindset and think about what action could you do maybe on one of those areas or on all of them. And so I was thinking about this for myself. You know, we want to practice what we preach. I think we learn as much from this podcast, to be honest, as everybody who Mm -hmm. listens. And the thing I'm going to commit to, and this is something I've never done before, so this is not me kind of stealing a previous idea. Next year, I'm going to do a learning log. And each week, at the end of every week, I'm going to write down one thing that I've learned that week. And so that I'll have 52 by the end of the year. My maths is good enough to to work (laughs) that out. good enough for that, definitely. Um, And I'm going to have a separate notebook just for this. And... I might even do a podcast at the end of the year with like the 52 things that I've learned in 2019. But I think for me, I think I'll find that really useful because I'm quite a reflective person. I overthink things. And I do sometimes find just writing something down or visualising it can be really helpful. And so just once a week on a Friday on the way home from work, I think I'm just going to write down one thing I've learned that week. I feel like I really want to buy you that notebook for your learning log. I'm going to have to see if I can quickly add to your Christmas presents. (laughs) Um, yeah that sounds great perfect I'd like a nice new notebook thanks okay noted oh that was not a pun by the way Um, (laughs) so uh, habit number two then uh, for next year is to give and receive meaningful feedback I think it's very easy to say when you're giving feedback to somebody like in the moment uh, you might say that was really good or well done or great job and you can roll off these quite flippant things that are meant with really good and positive intent but other than maybe giving someone an in the moment boost which is all good and all nice they don't really have a lasting impact on somebody's confidence and you're not really role modeling great feedback which then can then come back to you in that kind of like boomerang effect when you start doing stuff other people start copying you so actually next year one of the really positive things that you can do for other people which in turn can then help them to role model that behavior and help you is to give really meaningful constructive feedback now this doesn't have to be epic essays of what you think someone did well and what could they do differently next time this could just be making that great job good work really positive presentation a little bit more specific we have talked about this in previous podcasts but it's as simple as saying Sarah that was a really really good job today I thought that your energy in the room and how you really helped to pick people up after lunch with that particular exercise you ran was really powerful now literally that's less than a minute of me saying that statement but I've given Sarah for example a lot more concrete feedback into what she did well by just saying that and it's so important if you can just attach to your great job or that was really powerful I think one thing it'd be even better if next time would be this if you can just attach a little bit of detail to it you are massively improving the value of feedback that you are providing to other people giving feedback can feel scary and also receiving it with like Sarah and I've looked into some of the psychology behind this like our brains don't particularly like feedback we get quite defensive but one of the things that we find particularly useful it's a very simple method of giving feedback it's just what works well even better if and you can use that because it almost takes some of the fear away from giving people feedback and Sarah and I now have a habit of using that particular feedback framework when we give other people feedback when we give each other feedback so it's very useful the more you use it the easier it becomes so I definitely advocate using that but in particular I think it's just whatever the framework you use or even if you don't use a framework if you just 
stating something. Just be as specific as you can and as relevant and as in the moment as you can. And if you can get that stuff right, you will just have a hugely positive impact on other people, which I have seen from my own experience, then creates the confidence in them to give that feedback back to you. Yeah, I think the thing for me on feedback is keep asking yourself why. Ask yourself the why question. So if something was really good and you want to tell someone that, why was it really good? Or if something wasn't so great or it had a kind of negative impact on you, why? What was the impact? I think that's the, just by asking yourself why, then that can get you to feedback that is more specific and meaningful and objective, especially if it's harder feedback. I had something happen to me last week where I was speaking to Helen about it and saying, oh, you know, I want to make sure I'm not defensive. And actually the best question Helen asked me was, okay, so why do you think you feel like that? What's the impact it's had on you and why? And then that will help me to then give that feedback in a way that feels, A, it's personal, but it is also objective because no one can kind of argue with the way that something's made you feel, which is sometimes quite helpful if you're doing harder feedback. Can you imagine the sort of annoying friends we are when we ask each other those kind of questions? We really value them, but other people would be like, oh, just tell me it's all going to be okay. (laughs) You did wait before you kind of gave me the coaching. You sort of did the, I'm going to be sympathetic, and yes, it's annoying, and you kind of let me vent a bit. And then you did, that's interesting. Tell me why you think you feel like that. (laughs) So um, the action that we're going to take then in relation to this habit is, um, you know, we talked about what worked well, even better if, as being such a useful framework. But we're going to apply it to this podcast because I think sometimes we we do give each other feedback on this podcast, but sometimes it's quite a lot. It's, it's kind of not succinct enough. So next year, after every single podcast, we're going to message each other with a what worked well, even better if, so we can continually approve, improve on this podcast. And you can be part of that feedback community as well. So if you're ever listening to a podcast and you think that was great keep doing it that's a what worked well or a do you know what would be even better if next time you record that podcast please send them to you we'll give you all of our like contact details at the end of this podcast but we'd hugely appreciate you kind of adding to the feedback that we give each other and if nothing else it's a really safe way for everyone who listens to practice doing some of that feedback that is very true yeah I was just imagining as you were saying that I was like oh my god we're going to get into some sort of like ridiculous feedback loop where people will give us feedback we'll then give people feedback on the feedback but anyway uh, we but we would really appreciate it so um do let us know if you've got what went well and even better if so habit number three is intentional learning so let me talk a bit about what I mean by intentional learning Lots of people chat to me about their development, which isn't a surprise, and it's something I really enjoy. And often the first question people have, or one of the first questions, is often, what courses would you recommend? What training should I go on? And the thing that I always ask is, well, what do you want to learn and why do you want to learn it? I think you have to set your own learning priorities for yourself. You can't expect your manager or your organisation to do that for you. I think their role is to be there to support you to potentially facilitate some of those things, to make some of those things happen. But you have to decide which are the things that you think will help you most with your professional development, with your specific job now, with the jobs that you might do in the future. But I think just going to somebody and saying, I know I want to spend some more time on my development, you're almost like, tell me what to do. Mm. I always really encourage people, you've got to, I want to see that people have taken enough ownership and accountability for this for themselves. And because then you can be so much more helpful. People will help you way more if you've been really specific about what it is you'd like to learn. Yeah. And so my action in terms of intentional learning is to have three things that I want to learn more about in 2019. 
And for anyone listening, if you're going to take a similar approach, don't go for more than three. Having one is absolutely fine. Don't feel like you need to have three. I think anything more than three, I start to ask people how realistic that is, unless you're spending all of your time learning, which I would very much enjoy. Um, <laughs> Sarah's but, perfect you know, job. You, yeah, yeah, my perfect job is just learning stuff. Um, how do I do that? I'll think about that as part different of my career possibilities. Yeah, a different podcast. So if it's useful to know, I often, with the three things I want to learn more about, I try to think about something that's specific to my job, to the day job that I do, running a creative agency, something that I think will help us with Amazing If, and something that I'm just intrigued about. And so for my three things, number one, I want to learn more about mental well-being at work. And I'm actually doing a mental health first aid course in the first week of January. I'm so excited that you're doing that. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. It's been run by an amazing lady. And I will make sure in one of the podcasts in January that I share what I've learned and a bit about some of their work because I'm fascinated to see how the whole program will work. But I want it to be more than just a kind of two-day program. I want it to be something that I then think about how do you then create a culture where people's mental well-being is thought about and people encouraged to be their whole selves at work so that's my first one my second one is I want to learn more about different models and approaches to scaling a business so amazing if has gone from an idea that was sort of a bit of a passion project that was definitely not a business to a side project that we took slightly more seriously to a side project we then took very seriously to a business that Helen now works in full time <laughs> and it feels way more serious than it used to <laughs> and we're starting to develop our business model in terms of how we can reach more people and have more impact because that's the thing that we're really passionate about is helping everyone to be better at work and to help everyone you've got to reach lots of people and I've never run a business before, neither has Helen. And there are lots of different ways and means for scaling a business. And I'm just, I want to make sure that I learn more about all the different ways that people have done that really successfully, what's worked, what's not, so that when we then make choices for our business, I feel more informed rather than just general hoping that we have some good judgment along the way. <laughs> and it's just really interesting as well. If it, it is, wasn't it as much really care about that stuff. And then my third one is... I want to learn more about how the brain works generally and also then how that impacts how we work. I'm not a scientist in any way, shape or form or a psychologist. I think if I could have done psychology as an A-level, I think I would have done, but it wasn't offered at my school. So I did sociology instead. But I would, I increasingly have read more work about different parts of the brain and how that then impacts things like our emotional intelligence. And so that third one for me is quite general you know, I've not been really, really specific about how I'm going to do that yet, but I'm going to be on the lookout for things I can read, watch, listen to, things that I can just generally be curious about, just because it's something I think I'd like to know more about. And I think it could be really useful for everything that I do. I am with you. If anybody listening knows any great neuroscience courses that aren't for experts or anything on brain plasticity, <laughs> particularly related to kind of work and positive psychology, then let us know because we are we are there. I love that. Three things I want to learn about. I'm definitely going to write that down for myself. I haven't written mine yet, but it is going to go. Uh, oh, on... shame. I know. Shame. I thank, I'm, ahead, I'm ahead of you. you, are, you are I'm ahead. never ahead of Helen in anything. So that makes <laughs> that me not incredibly true, happy. And you have inspired me <laughs> as ever. So habit number four then. Habit number four is about connecting people. So Sarah, 
and I often talk about the different roles that you can play in a network. And one of those roles is to be a connector. And it's super powerful. Connectors, that's what it says on the tin, really. But what they do is they almost like supercharge their network because they look for where people can be connected almost independently of them. So they don't have to be part of the relationship. And they proactively connect people who they think might learn from each other, who might inspire each other, you know, whatever the reason being. But it's a sort of like a very selfless ask. It's just going, I think you, person A and person B, I just think you're going to get some form of value from each other and I'm going to make the introduction. And I've seen it happening for myself more and more this year. I mean, Sarah is a brilliant connector. But what I've also noticed is that it becomes this like ripple effect. Like Sarah has connected me to people who I've then gone and met and had a great conversation with, who've then gone and connected me to people. And you suddenly really start to supercharge your network because it's almost like this sort of filtering process where people are doing the hard work for you. These great connections. Do you know what I found though last week? Come on. Somebody had connected me to someone and she said, oh, I think you should meet Helen. Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, like, thanks. That's like, I mean, she'd made a good, connection as in she'd gone what Sarah does sounds quite similar to Helen they'd probably get on um and to be fair we'd not met yet so you know she probably hadn't had time to do her research it really made me smile and I sort of went back and said oh you know that's okay I sort of whatsapp her about a million times a day so we're sort of all right to be honest (laughs) that does happen to us a little bit um uh, actually people think I I find it really nice that people kind of go oh you'd get on really well with Sarah and I'm like yes I do work out really well with Sarah (laughs) but um it's such a when when a connector connects with someone else and then you get that ripple effect super powerful it just accelerates your networking and for me next year the action that I want to take is to be more of a connector because I felt such a benefit from being connected and when you are known as a connector people start to proactively come to you so it's just very beneficial and it doesn't actually take that much effort so connecting people often this will happen over email or over LinkedIn and when I have done it in the past and when it has been done for me in the past say Sarah's the connector she might have emailed me and somebody else and said look I've mentioned to both of you that I think it would be really advantageous if you both have a conversation I think you both get on Helen meet person blah and then almost like a very short probably quite insightful and a bit flattering description and then the same for the other person and then you just let them go and connect independently of you and it's as much as writing that email really but you've done something really positive and whether they meet or not it's kind of by the by you've done your positive thing so the action that I'm going to take in relation to being more of a connector and building a habit of being a connector next year is we run an evening course every month in London and my aim is going to be to connect one person from that evening course we have about 30 35 people on them to somebody in my network where I think there will be a mutually beneficial connection so by the end of the year I will have made 12 connections between people on our courses and people in my network that I wouldn't have otherwise made. That is my kind of planned action for next year. Oh, that's a really good one. Thanks. Um, I can really imagine you doing that. Can you imagine how on it I'll be? I'll be like scanning the room. Who am I going to (laughs) connect? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My final habit, so habit number five before I summarize them for you, which is almost counterintuitive to what we've just been talking about, but is finding a way to disconnect. And I kind of don't want to make this specific to just over Christmas or just when you go on holiday, because if we think back to the five most popular podcasts of the year, the fact that the number one is how to manage stress just shows that everybody is searching for and aiming for, I guess, more habits day to day, week to week that mean you don't feel stressed and kind of anxious. Nobody does their best work when you are burnt out or feeling in that way. There's a big difference between you know, a little bit of a deadline or a bit of pressure and kind of the rush of that. And that sometimes does produce brilliant work. If you're going, I feel stressed or anxious, I just can't believe that can ever be good for, you know, the people you're working with, the company that you're working for. And so I think what we've got to do is start to come up with habits, which are things that we can either do daily or weekly that can then just help us with this feeling kind of more balanced and that like everything is in balance for you. And only you will know what that feels like. But I can always tell. I can always tell where I have a week where I just go, no, this is too much. And I'm definitely not at my best because I'm so busy. I always talk about my squiggle getting knotty. Hmm. And in those weeks, like the knotty weeks, all I'm doing is surviving. I sort of, in my head, I often have this kind of difference between have I had a week where I've been surviving or have I had a week where I've been thriving? And I think ask yourself, take that as an action and go... How many weeks are you spending or days are you spending surviving versus thriving? And does that feel okay for you? I think the occasional day where I'm surviving or the occasional week where I'm surviving is absolutely fine. I can cope with that. And you, most of us have that because unexpected work pressures or some of you will have seen the post I did on Instagram where I had a suitcase, a pram, <laughs> an 18-month-old toddler that wouldn't get in that pram. It was chucking it down with rain. I just sent a picture to our community and went, I can't do it. I don't know how to make all of these things happen simultaneously. And I will admit that that day I was definitely just surviving. It really kind of sticks in my memory. And everyone was so supportive. They were like, just ditch the kid. <laughs> or, you know. Not the answer, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, which I really enjoyed. There were some very good answers, which um, made me laugh. This is the thing that, you know, you've got to kind of work out for yourself because 
I always get really worried when people get to that stage where they're so burnt out that then they feel like they've just got to change jobs or they're okay because they've been on holiday, but then they kind of lapse back into feeling really anxious again. And so for me, I always feel like I'm quite good at managing my general calibration of how I'm feeling because I'm so aware of it. And I think since having a baby and going back to work and having the baby as an extra thing to kind of integrate into your life, you become really mindful of you genuinely can't do everything. It just yeah, it just yeah. doesn't 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 happen. It, time is finite. So, yeah, it just has. I think actually having Max, my little boy, has forced me to get better at it to a point. But the one thing that I have never succeeded in, and I'd love to hear from you if you have, is I've never been able to do any kind of mindfulness or meditation stuff. And this is even using things like Headspace, which is ten minutes, really easy, really straightforward. They make it really lovely for you. But this year, in terms of growth mindset, I always thought I wasn't a yoga person. I really like playing sport that's quite kind of full on and fast paced. Yoga's not for me. And actually, I find yoga now is something I really enjoy, really look forward to in conjunction with the fast paced sport as well. And so that's just shown me with kind of growth mindset in mind that these things that you maybe have a bit of a fixed mindset about because you think, oh, they're not really me they can work and they can work really well. And I always feel mentally better after yoga. So I'm going to retry and recommit to mindfulness. I like the Headspace app and there's also an app called Calm. So I'm going to look at those again, but I'd be really open to any suggestions that people have got. It's got to be something short and quite easy to do because I want to make it a habit. And I have actually also committed, and I've said it to the founder of this company and now I'm saying it to everybody here, it doesn't mean I'll do it to go to um, something called Soul Hub Retreat, which is where you go and do mindfulness, meditation, therapy, yoga. And I think it's going to be down in Cornwall. So that'll be a really nice moment in time. But I guess what I'm encouraging everyone to do is go think about a habit because that's not a habit, that's just a moment. But it'll be something that I'll be able to work towards knowing that I've got that. And by the time I go to that retreat, I want to have had a more of a stab, I think, at mindfulness because people I've spoken to who've done it have just said... It really helps them to be more present, to clear their mind, helps them sleep better. All of which sound like really good things. I may also be able to help because over Christmas, I've not told you this, yeah. Sarah, but um, a, a while back... What, I, you've not told me something. I know, I know. A while back, I tell everyone at the same time, a while back, I think, you know, this bit, I gave my uh, one of my neighbour, the person that lives opposite me, so not direct neighbour, if that makes any difference to anyone listening, um, but I gave her a lift to the station, the train station in my village. Yes, I drive to the train station in my village rather than walk. We'll just skip that bit. Um, but we were talking and it turns out she meditates every day and has done for like 20 years since she learned some particular form right of meditation and she does it pretty early not super early, like six o'clock but it's like half an hour and I and it's like silent and I was like that sounds intense like I don't hard. I know I, Too hard. She, I know that's what I thought but she's like yes it was hard initially but I've been doing it for so long now and it's hugely helpful and she's written a book about it not like a proper published book but like a handbook to help people because she's now so passionate about helping people and she um invited me round to kind of she said I'm just getting the book printed and then I'll, I'll give you a copy and I can talk you through the process <laughs> you make friends with everyone <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going round to her house she doesn't know this of yet actually I need to message her. but I'm gonna give her a Christmas card and be like that meditation thing i'm actually like at home over christmas let's do it so yeah i'm gonna put that in the merry uh, christmas can you ask and her whether me. it works in the evening as well okay yeah we'll do I'm, because that's I, a good point because she's in the morning, morning. yeah she's in the morning so i just can't ever imagine how i could fit it into my life at the moment in the mornings but i probably could in the evenings 
and yeah, see if it can be any less than half an hour as well. well I'll let you know. But I think Soul Hub <laughs> also looks awesome. Uh, maybe we'll put um, in the resources for this week. So um, oh yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, we'll put Soul Hub in there. We'll put the Headspace app that Sarah mentioned. Also, some other good resources. Skillshare, brilliant for making learning a habit. We'll put the growth mindset infographic that Sarah mentioned. Um, Farnham Street stuff, we'll put that on there. So that was right back at the beginning when Sarah talked about how does 1% every day for a year equal 37 times better? Anyway, we'll put that really good uh, article that references that (laughs) on there. And we'll also put the links to the five most popular podcast episodes that we've got. So that will all be on, uh, we'll put it on our website. So head over to www.amazingif.com. And for the time being we're very close to relaunching our website but for the time being it will be under the blog section and if you're listening to this sometime in the future it will probably under the podcast section so hopefully relatively easy to find anyway so just to summarize those habits one last time for you the first five in our two-part series habit one be your own growth mindset manager habit two give and receive meaningful feedback habit three intentional learning habit four connecting people habit five finding a way to disconnect So hopefully that has given you some food for thought for your resolutions and your career intentions for the new year and gives you some idea of what habits to maybe focus on. We're not saying do all five of them at once because, you know, we have a life and a a job to do as well. But hopefully you might be able to prioritise the ones that you think are going to make the most difference. So thank you very much for listening. Don't forget as well that we'll be back next week with part two and another five kind of habits for you to have a look at. If you haven't had chance to uh, leave a review and you find this podcast useful for your thinking, your career, please do so. It's hugely helpful to us because basically it helps us to reach more people. Where the more reviews that we get, the more people we kind of show up in search and things like that. And it, Sarah mentioned that um, our kind of mission is related to making work better for everybody. And we measure that through reach and impact. And the podcast is a big way that we do that. So if you have got a few minutes just to leave us a quick review and let us know, you know, give us that feedback, let us know specifically how we're helping you that would be hugely useful um so that is it for this week oh actually very very quickly mentioned earlier about getting in touch with us with your feedback but any anything else that you want to share with us you can do that in a couple of ways you can email us and um, that's just get in touch at amazingif.com or we're on a few different social channels so you can uh, get in touch with us on twitter we're just at amazing underscore if on twitter or on instagram where we're particularly active active there every day uh, we're just at amazing if on instagram we do a daily careers tip on Instagram stories and we also share pictures of what's going on in uh, mine and Sarah's squiggly careers on there as well so wherever is appropriate for you that's where you can find us and we do love our growing amazing if community so thank you for being part of it and until next week thank you very much for listening bye everyone bye the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.